Versailles. <laughs> now, the great thing about the British is that you never mince adjectives or superlatives, and uh, you always have a, a fun headline and a, and a thing to say, but, but, but give me the idea, man. Watching things unfold, you were right next to me on press row, so you had a very similar point of view. But um, just from your perspective, what, what did you witness tonight? What I witnessed was the most ridiculous, shocking, incredible piece of sporting drama that I've witnessed in 15 years of covering sport. Mm. I've covered World Cups, World Cup soccer, FA Cup finals, Olympic Games. Um, I've been to some big sporting events down the years. This, that 13 seconds was just the single most dramatic thing I've ever seen in, in the sporting sphere. It was just, it was shocking. And what made it even more shocking and even more remarkable was the fact that Connor called this weeks ago. The first exchange, he will crumble. He'll, he'll overcommit, I'll catch him with the left and he will crumble. That's exactly what happened. It's amazing. Exactly what happened. And, and I'm still trying to process it now. I feel slightly shell-shocked um, because... We were sat there watching it, and normally when a fight starts, you can kind of ease your way into it, sure. can't you? But it was, um, I don't think it was quite his first punch. It might have been his second punch. Right. I, think, I, I think he threw a jab out there, and he might have chucked a, an oblique kick at some point. But it was basically the first punch in anger. Right. And it landed clean. And it, quite often when you see someone land a solid shot, you're landing pretty, pretty solidly on, on, on the jawline, and it, it is a thud. This sort of clipped the tip of the jaw just went straight through the trajectory of the punch just carried on and as soon as as soon as he hit it I shouted quite loudly some uh, something containing expletives but it ended <laughs> with it ended with he's out yeah and it was t just through total shock this is a guy who I think I've only I think I've only seen him flawed once I think Chad Mendes knocked him down in their second contest right. he caught him with a counter left and he, got, and he, and he, he reacted like he basically popped his head back up after that yeah yeah he just it, it was one of those where he, he got caught off balance and he was on the seat of his pants and he jumped straight back up yeah. so it was a knockdown but it was a flash knockdown it yeah. wasn't it wasn't someone who'd been knocked out or dazed it was just it just caught him by surprise this was I, this was as as dramatic and as emphatic a finish as you'll ever see in UFC. UFC record, 13 seconds. You know, I, I never thought I'd see something quicker than Ronda Rousey's 14-second finish of Katzingano at 184. But that was, that was just incredible. As I say, I'm still, I'm still trying to process it, which is why I'm, I'm, uh, I'm slightly stumbling over my words. Well, no, bit, that's why I wanted to sit down. It's, and, it's incredible stuff. I think that's why I wanted to sit down and talk to other people because I'm still processing. I don't think I have the words, man. I think I needed other people to try to help fill in the words for me. Uh, you know, as you said, you've, you've been covering mixed martial arts, but you've also covered boxing and, and you know, sport for a long time. But talk to me about the, the way – because it's funny because Connor's style, it's, first of all, it's very unique. It's, uh, it's flashy, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's actually purposeful in its flashiness. But the other thing, too, and he talks about his accuracy. He talks about, you know, those pinpoint shots. It's funny because when you watch him fight, the shots don't look that hard. They don't. I mean, you see people swinging harder, throwing harder, theoretically landing harder. But yet, when he lands, people go down. Here's the thing, right? I used to play. I used to play soccer. Mm -hmm. You're a soccer fan yourself, mm -hmm. okay? And the best, the be and it's probably the same for people who play baseball. The best way to equate this, as a soccer player, when you catch, when you catch a shot absolutely on the sweet spot of your foot. You almost don't feel the ball. 
it just flies off your foot and you right. don't have to throw your leg with all the power that you have quite often when you try and do that as hard as you can you don't actually get what you, you, you know you don't get the desired effect because the technique and the physics of it doesn't work same with baseball if you try and swing that bat as hard as you possibly can it doesn't always give you the best connection right. if you just swing natural and free and you get the timing right that ball's going over the fence right that's what happened with Conor McGregor. It's timing. And he said it in the press conference and he said it in his post-fight interview. Timing will beat speed. Precision will beat power. And, and that's exactly what it is. He didn't load up on that shot. He just connected. And he connected flush. He connected perfectly with the timing. And uh, sometimes it is the innocuous shots that, that knock you out. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened there. But it was trained. He knew, he knew it was coming. He trained for it. But it was technique, and technique, you know, you could, be, you could be the most athletic guy on the planet, but if you come up against a guy with technique, then the technique will kill you every time, and that's exactly what we saw there. And this is Jose Aldo. He's not a mug. He's not lost in 10 years. Yeah. I've only seen him on the seat of his pants once, and Conor McGregor went in there and, and blitzed him, just starched him in 13 seconds. Now, I, I showed this knockout to my dad about 10 minutes ago. I'm try, I was trying to embed... Um, BT Sport have the clip rights back in the UK, right. um, and uh, I try and use their embeddable clips on on, on the Sun site. I was, I was having a few technical problems with it, so I was on. I, was, I spoke to my dad on WhatsApp, and uh, so I was getting him to check it out. And I said, "Have you heard about this?" He said, "I heard about it, but I've not seen it." And he watched it, and he's not a huge MMA fan, but he understands what's going on, and he likes his boxing. And uh, he'd seen the Frankie Edgar knockout of Chad Mendes the other day, and he saw that, and he just says to me. Bloody hell, son, that was a bit useful, wasn't it? <laughs> and this is a guy, he, he's quite cynical, my old man. And uh, But he, yeah, he he was blown away. He said that was, you know, there was no setup or anything. He just landed it perfectly. I said, yeah. And then I gave him the context of the guy he did that to. He wasn't just some no mark who'd come running, running at him with yeah. no skill. This is a guy who's not lost in 10 years. He's the only guy in the UFC to ever hold a full version of the featherweight championship. Dominated in the WEC, destroyed the likes of Uriah Faber, who, by the way, had a fantastic performance of his own right. tonight. A very competitive fight with Frankie Science. Um, you know, Aldo is a guy who was top of the pound for pound list. And sometimes when you see a knockout that's very quick, you think it's a fluke. They need to do that fight again. And I know that it was kind of mentioned that that, that wasn't a fluke knockout. And you know. It, it would have been disrespectful for someone to ask him that question in a press conference, but it would have been interesting to get his response to that. Sure. Because when something happens that fast and that quickly, and Aldo in, in his post-fight interview said, I want to do that fight again, I, it wasn't a fight. Right. It was a fight. And Joe Rogan said, it was a fight, you just happened to get knocked out very quickly. <laughs> which, which, credit to Joe, he, he called it exactly right. But, it, you know, it's, you know, the fight starts as soon as the ref claps his hands and says, That's fight. It doesn't matter whether it takes one second, ten seconds, or all 25 minutes of a yeah, five-round fight. it's not a weird cut or a sprained ankle. Absolutely or, uh, not. You know, you can, and that's the great thing about this sport. You can win and lose a fight at any point through all manner of techniques and means. And uh, you saw that right there. But it was technique. End of the day, that's all it was. Well, you work for a, a massive outlet, uh, of course, in Europe. I'm just curious um, how this is resonating how Connor is resonating because I'm curious where his star is where his position is um, 
of course, mixed martial arts still growing, especially where you're based in England. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is this is massive. I mean, this this is not a, a British champ, but it's certainly a you know a European champ. We saw the Irish showing up in full force. But um, help me understand, and not obviously hard data or anything like that. But is this guy registering on a more mainstream scale in Europe, or is it too early for that? He's getting there. I mean, in Ireland, he's a superstar. I'd- especially after this, I would assume that he's now the biggest sports star in Ireland. Um, the biggest sports star in Ireland before this was probably the Irish rugby captain, a guy by the name of Brian O'Driscoll, who retired about six to eight months ago. So there was a gap there. Connor was already on the up and up. He's there now. He's the man, right? In the UK, because we're, we're, we're close neighbours with Ireland, um, we're, getting the, uh, we're getting the overspill of that. We're getting the sort of bleed through, if you like. And... Uh, you know, people people love to watch the guy, whether they're looking to see him win or looking to see him get beat. It's like the Nassim Hamed thing, um, but he's as close as we're going to get to a to a British champion. He's not British; he's Irish. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> he's absolutely not a British fighter. People like to lump the UK and Ireland in together. It's a bit of a lazy thing to do. Ireland stand on their own two feet, particularly in terms of MMA. And in terms of their progression, in terms of the way the media have got involved in the sport, they're ahead of the UK. They're ahead of the UK. Yeah. And Connor's the guy who's done that. Um, and also great credit to SBG and, and John Kavanagh because they've fostered, they've fostered a, a team of fighters there who, you know, at different levels and in their own different ways, have helped sort of back up Connor. So it's not just one person. It's, it's a team. So, so there's that. But in the UK, I think what we're going to see now, Connor was on the radar already. But what we're going to see now, this is, we're now into Ronda Rousey territory. And I'll explain why, because Ronda Rousey got the headlines in the UK for two reasons. One, she she had that crossover appeal and was doing the movies and all the rest of it. But she was winning her fights in jaw-dropping fashion, in ways you wouldn't expect to happen. McGregor just did that tonight. She He, he, basically, he, he basically saw uh, Ronda Rousey's achievements and then raised it. 13-second KO, and, and I think now McGregor's star is just going to rise even more. And I think the interesting thing now is going to be what happens next with him. It's very interesting to hear him talking about trying to defend, trying to defend the featherweight title and win the lightweight title and then defend them concurrently, which unprecedented, that's never happened. You do sometimes get that in boxing. Or, well, in years past, that, that might have happened. But it's never really happened in MMA, and... Uh, McGregor's a man who likes to be the first man to do stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think by winning this championship as decisively as he has, I think he's getting a lot of lat- he's, he's got all the latitude and bargaining power that you can possibly need. He was asked about fighting in Ireland again, and the whole Croke Park question came up. Comes up every time he's in front of yeah. the camera, every time. And, you know, we know there are logistical challenges. We also know there are time zone related challenges because the UFC won't want to take their number one star because that's what he is right now. Ronda Rousey is a big star, but Ronda Rousey, for all that she is, isn't a champion anymore. Ronda Rousey's a challenger now. Mm-hmm. The biggest stars are champions, and Conor McGregor does everything that... He ticks every single box, and uh, he's going he's gonna to go through the stratosphere on this side of the Atlantic. He's already massive in Ireland, and I think that, that buzz will spread. So I think, I think as, from someone in the UK, I'm, I'm hoping... Because we've got kind of a glass ceiling that we're sort of banging our heads on at the moment. We need someone like Connor to help us break through that. And this win from, from, from a UK perspective is the best thing that could have happened. So, 
Well, there's literally vehicles pulling in here to start breaking things down. <laughs> but let me ask you a question. Um, mm. The fun thing about this sport is it's still developing um, and it's still always evolving. And you can you can kind of see how things build on top of each other. And it's really cool to see that. But, I mean, the legacy of Conor McGregor is just starting. But if you were looking at him and, and as a young fighter, as you know somebody up and coming or whatever, if you could take one lesson from Conor McGregor, because the guy has gone very shortly from relative unknown to biggest star in the sport, whether it be a technique, a training, a PR, uh, whatever it may be, what, what would you say, this is the thing you need to learn from Conor McGregor? The number one thing, I think, is self-belief. I think you look at every great sports star, they have that inner self-belief. And, and you need to start with that. If you don't have that to start with, then you you're up against it you need the natural athleticism you need the ability to be able to process information as you're being coached McGregor's got a very unique talent in that field and he's, he's, he's his approach to movement and fighting and adapting how his body reacts to situations is completely different to any other fighter we've seen in MMA you know it's people come from a wrestling background or they come from a jiu-jitsu background Conor McGregor he actually started as, um, as a boxer as, as, as an amateur boxer but what he's done is he's completely obsessed himself almost with, with, with the human form and how it moves and also how animals move as well. It's something he's massively into that as well. And uh, everything about him is all about technique. And sometimes if you take away the external factors and focus purely on what you do, then you're comfortable in the moment wherever the situation goes. And that's, that's a hallmark of the SBG coaching ethos. They don't prepare for, fight, uh, for fighters, they just prepare for situations. So that whatever happens in a fight, doesn't matter who you're facing. That's why when Chad Mendes stepped in at the last minute at, at uh, UFC 189, McGregor didn't lift his head off the pillow when he was asked about it. He was like, they're all the same, and just went back to sleep again. And that's what it is. If you can look at control the controllable, that's, the, it does, it, that's a life thing as well as a, as a sport thing. And it's, it, you know, if you can look after yourself, control everything that you have control over, that gives you the best chance in whatever field it is. You're in sport, journalism, being a postman, whatever it is, you know. If you can do that, then, uh, you know, you're on the way. And a good coaching, the ability to process information, deal with feedback, and a bit of natural athleticism doesn't do any harm either. Not bad. Right? He, he's, he's got the lot. He's got the lot. He does. Well, those sounds in the background are the, the room <laughs> literally coming down around us, which I think is probably a good sign. It's funny. I'm looking behind you. There is the Conor McGregor interim featherweight champion banner. Uh, last time we'll be seeing that banner. They'll be scrubbing off that interim yeah, tag. Yeah, there's a Jose Aldo one over there as well. That might come down too. <laughs> <laughs> There's some changes to be made here from the Champions Banner. It's been a hell of a week. Well, uh, I know you got uh, some travel to get home, and uh, just want to say thank you for taking the extra time. And, uh, man, uh, it's been a – I know there's one more event this year. I'm not going to it. Um, so my year is essentially over. Yeah. It's been a hell of a year. But uh, this moment, honestly, probably stands up with anything else that happened this year, doesn't it? I mean, even – the Rousey loss. This stands up with any of them, doesn't it? I think so. And and from a personal point of view, I don't get to cover the the sheer number of shows that you do. I I do the European ones, and I've I've been fortunate enough to have my first two trips to the US this year. The first one was for UFC 189. I honestly didn't think we'd see anything to trump that. I think from a if if you look at the main card as a whole, 189 was 
was the better fight card. Yeah. In terms of the prelims sucked, let's be honest about that. And then Matt Brown, Tim Means came along. Yeah. But, the, but the main card was a was Which a is funny because we thought this one was going to be the one. On paper, yeah. it looked like it might match it, but there was a bit too much respect between the, yeah. between the fighters, you know. But, you know, decent enough fights and there was stuff there to keep you interested. Co-main event, blew the doors off the place. Brilliant fight. Luke Rockhold, um, I said to you after the open workouts, because I'd been on... I think I've been on Junkie for my mm-hmm. media picks and said I pick I pick Chris Weidman, and I said to you afterwards I said, do you know I think I'm very tempted to change my pick, just from seeing Rockhold in the open workouts up close and, uh, but yeah he he delivered a performance of a career, and I think now the stage is set for him to go on and become a real great in the sport. He's one, he, he he's a specimen and he, he's got the lot. So there's that, but then we had the main event, and how how he topped. 189 was just incredible because he did it it was you sort of look at all the permutations for a fight you you know you go into a fight and think, what could happen here and you could write a little list of things it's a bit like the Frankie Edgar Chad Mendes fight you listed all the different permutations in that I never thought for a minute Edgar would finish Chad Mendes with a, a left hook knockout in the first round a lot of other things could have happened but right. th- that wasn't one of them likewise 13 second second punch of the fight knockout if you if you said that to someone, they'd, they'd, they'd take you off and put a white white coat on you. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you go off to get your bumps felt. So it's it's it, it's incredible. And to walk away shaking your head, especially as I say, I've watched lots of different sporting events, and I've been covering MMA for about five five or six years now. You've been covering it for longer than that. And for us to both be sitting here looking at each other, pretty much shaking heads, going, "Well, we didn't see that coming," right. and we've not seen anything like that before. That's what's so great about this sport. It's, it's evolving faster than any sport in the world. So much is changing. The skill level is increasing almost exponentially year on year. And the sport just gets bigger and better and bigger and better. And we've now got a champion who, you know, he can engage with the media. He can engage with the fans. He can deliver on fight night. He ticks every single box going. And he's got, he's got the passion of a nation behind him. And, and to have that and to have him at the top of the... At the top of the game, at the top of the UFC, you know, we're heading into 2016 on a real high. And uh, from a personal point of view, it's an absolute pleasure and a privilege to be able to cover this sport. Uh, you know, I'm, I feel a very, a very lucky man right now.